twentieth day of the month. Love your enemies, do good, and lend, expecting nothing in return. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Luke 6, verses 35 through 36. The fifth beatitude, happy the merciful, they shall have mercy shown them. There is an engaging reciprocity about the gospel. Because God is merciful to us, we are to be merciful to others, even to our enemies, without expecting anything in return. Yet the fifth beatitude suggests that those who are merciful will in return receive yet more mercy. Is this a tit-for-tat business arrangement in which God forgives us only as much as we forgive others? Or is it like opening a rolled-up plastic bag? The more we open it, the more we can put into it, and the more we put into it, the more we open it becomes. It's not a matter of tit-for-tat, but rather of making increasingly available a capacity already there in potential. Ponder the potential for mercy God has given you. To what extent have you used it? How might you use it more effectively? To whom do you need to show mercy as a gift so that they may understand more fully God's gracious gift of forgiveness? Opening Prayer God of all mercies, to us you extend forgiveness and help again and again. Spare us from supposing either that your mercy is automatic or that we must earn or deserve it. Confront us with the mystery of your grace, which is beyond all human comprehension. Calls us to be merciful in your name, that those who see us may see beyond us and find you there. Through Christ, your mercy made flesh. Amen. Psalm 145, verses 17 through 21. Everything God does is right. The trademark on all his works is love. God's there, listening for all who pray, for all who pray and mean it. He does what's best for those who fear him, hears them call out, and saves them. God sticks by all who love him, but it's all over for those who don't. My mouth is filled with God's praise. Let everything living bless him. Bless his holy name from now to eternity. From the book of Numbers, chapter 11, verses 16 through 17, and then verses 24 through 29. The Lord therefore said to Moses, Gather for me seventy men from the elders of Israel, whom you know to be the elders of the people, and their officers, and bring them to the tent of meeting, and let them take their stand there with you. Then I will come down and speak with you there, and I will take of the Spirit who is upon you, and will put him upon them, and they shall bear the burden of the people with you, so that you will not bear it alone. So Moses went and told the people the words of the Lord. Also he gathered seventy men of the elders of the people, and stationed them around the tent. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to him, and he took of the Spirit who was upon him, and placed him upon the seventy elders. And when the Spirit resting upon them, they prophesied, but they did not do it again. But two men had remained in the camp. The name of one was Eldad, and another was Medad. And the Spirit rested upon them. Now they were among those who had been registered, but had not gone out to the tent, and they prophesied in the camp. So a young man ran and told Moses and said, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. Then Joshua, the son of Nun, the attendant of Moses from his youth, said, Moses, my Lord, restrain them. But Moses said to them, 
Are you jealous for my sake? Would that all the Lord's people were prophets, that the Lord would put his spirit upon them? From the letter to the Ephesians, chapter 2, verses 11 through 22. Therefore remember that formerly you, the Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by the so-called circumcision, which is performed in the flesh by human hands, remember that you were at the time separate from Christ, excluded from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who were formerly were far off, have been brought near by the blood of Christ, for he himself is our peace, who made both groups into one and broke down the barrier of the dividing wall by abolishing in his flesh the enmity, which is the law of commandments, containing in no ordinances, so that in himself he might make the two into one new man, thus establishing peace, and might reconcile them both in one body to God through the cross, by it having put to death the enmity, And he came and preached peace to you who are far away and peace to those who are near. For through him we both have our access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and are of God's household, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together is growing into a holy temple in the Lord in whom you also are being built together into a dwelling of God and the Spirit. From the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 7, verse 28 through the fourth verse of the eighth chapter. When Jesus had finished these words, the crowds were amazed at his teaching. For he was teaching them as one having authority, and not as their scribes. When Jesus came down from the mountain, large crowds followed him, and a leper came to him and bowed down before him and said, Lord, if if you were willing, you can make me clean. Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed, and Jesus said to him, See that you tell no one, but go, show yourself to the priest and present the offering that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. These are the readings of the words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Prayer for Saturday Prepare our hearts, O Lord, to join together with your whole congregation, to praise and serve you. Reveal your presence to all who will gather in adoration and self-offering. To those who cannot for good reason go gladly into your house, give your strength and consolation that they may know of the concern of their communities of faith. Make us receptive to your word for us and enable us to know and do your will. Bind your people together in a shared faith, a common witness, and compassionate service to the world through Jesus our Savior. Amen. A prayer by Christine Wellam the Methodist Prayer Handbook of 2022. Lord, we are sorry that the paths of our lives are not always straight for you. We obstruct the paths with boulders of hate and prejudice, with potholes of despair, distrust and injustice. We allow the weeds of anger and revenge to sprout and grow. We allow the rubbish of our lives to litter the way instead of clearing and cleaning. We follow the paths of temptation and find ourselves at a distance from you. Forgive us, we pray. Loving Lord, may we know ourselves forgiven and return to the right path. Amen.
the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Receive this benediction for Easter from the United Methodist Book of Worship. We are sent forth in the power of Christ's resurrection. Alleluia! The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.